Hi, I'm Laura Boswell. And I'm Peter Keegan. And as always, we have the talented Mr B on sound. Do you want to take the leap and become a working artist? The sort that actually gets to make art and pay the bills at the same time? Well, Peter and I are both that sort of artist and we're going to help you become one too. Now, as we record this, Laura and I are yet again in another lockdown, confined to our isolated studios. Well, for Laura or for me being partly in the studio and also juggling homeschool life as well. So since we're both going to be on our own for a little longer, we thought we'd share with you some of the other great podcasts out there, because there are more podcasts than ours out there, everybody. And we're going to tell you about some of the ones that we draw inspiration from, the keep us company in our studios, and also the help us on our journeys as working artists. So first of all, Laura, how are you getting on in your studio there during lockdown? You're all keeping nice and warm, I hope. Well, reasonably warm. It's a bit chilly down there. But yes, I am putting in some studio time and also some filming time for YouTube and some writing time for the book. But in between the writing and the filming, I'm certainly listening to plenty of podcasts. How about you, Peter? Are you finding the time to listen in? So I always, always, always have music on when I am painting or creating. I don't like working in silence. I find it too unnerving. I don't want to hear the thoughts going on in my head. I like that my brain can listen to the music so I can get on and paint without the distraction. So I always have music on. I have to admit, I find talk, radio and podcasts a little too distracting because I actually want to listen to them. And then I find that if I am listening to the podcast, inevitably I am not painting. So I have to admit, I don't listen to podcasts while I am painting and working, but I do listen whilst I am uh, cooking, when I go for a run, uh, if I'm in the car and in those sort of gaps in between. So if inevitably there's always something going on in my headphones at some point. And podcasts are a natural part of, of that. And there are some wonderful podcasts out there that I listen to that um, some I listen for entertainment and others I actively listen to to sort of help me uh, you know hopefully become a better artist so I thought it'd be a good opportunity to share that to see if others uh, inspire some others to listen to some of these podcasts and hopefully others to suggest others that we should listen to because I'm hoping that people would recommend things that we don't know about that we could listen to as well for sure so um, let's start with let's start with you Laura do you what do you I mean I'd be interested to see do we have any things that Tyva because we've not done this we've not shown each other our sort of top list so we what are you listening to we haven't well I have to say the one that I've got a couple here at your printmaking podcasts which are a bit specialist I realize that not everybody listening is a printmaker but One of the things that I would say is listening to podcasts in your speciality. And let's face it, there is a podcast for every speciality under the sun can be really engaging and it can also really broaden your mind. So as a printmaker, I really enjoy a podcast called Pine Copper Lime which is a printmaking podcast and it comes from, is broadcast from Bangkok, but it is a series of interviews with artists all over the world. And it's really fascinating. They're all printmakers, but not necessarily just printmaking. So you might get an artist who is a painter, a textile artist, but also prints or combines printing with other media, things like that. And from my sort of fairly specialised relief printing basis, it it broadens my mind to think about things. And I often find that after the episode, I go and I look at the artists and it gives me inspiration or it 
makes me think about a new approach to how I work, makes me explore maybe some kind of method that I've not thought of before. I mean, I I really was inspired. I was listening to one of their interviews, and I hope I don't pronounce his name wrong, but with a Linocut artist called Raj Bunang. And he is a Linocut printmaker, and he makes epic black and white Linocuts. And they're incredibly detailed. And they are talking about the global war on drugs, which is like way outside my kind of... (laughs) (laughs) But that, that little topic there. <laughs> that, that is, it, it's, it's quite extraordinary and his work is quite extraordinary and it's got a lot of references to art history and to, uh, you know, maybe etchings by Bruegel or by Goya and you see that coming up in these lino cuts and they're so different from mine. So a podcast like that, that is kind of superficially about stuff you know, but then pushes you way beyond what you know into really exciting new territory. You know, I find that incredibly stimulating. So that that's a sort of big shout out for Pine Copper Lime, who do a wonderful job. So what about Pine you, Copper Peter? Is a great name. Yeah. So I've I've got there's sort of two, and they're kind of almost completely opposite ends of the spectrum. There's there's a podcast I love where it talks a lot more about sort of uh, you know traditional art, classical art, and then one that talks about you know completely contemporary right up to to date so i'll start with the old one first and it's a brand new one that's uh, came out uh, of the first lockdown it's called waldy and bendy's adventure in art which is just has <laughs> that sounds like it, a storybook to me it does isn't it it's sort of i think it wins top marks for for a good title for a podcast but waldy and bendy's adventure in art now it's presented by valdemir Anushchak, who is the art critic for the sunday times and you'll often see him on uh, bbc4 doing fantastic documentaries and uh, all about art and art history. And his co-host is Bendor Grosvenor, or, or Bendy Grosvenor. Waldy and Bendy are the two presenters. And uh, Bendor Grosvenor, of course, is the celebrated art historian and also a TV presenter of that BBC series, Britain's Lost Masterpiece, uh, which is you know fantastic, where they just discover pieces. Or Fake or Fortune as well was another one that uh, he famously did, where they would they would this painting really be a Monet or not? So, so they're both highly experienced, highly knowledgeable uh, gentlemen, of course, have you know their their feet, particularly um, uh, Mr. Grosvenor, uh, in sort of the history of art, and they spent a very pleasant half an hour time talking through uh, kind of what their experience has been like during lockdown, but things that are that we can do as a public to experience art. So they review a lot of the um, the museums and galleries around the world that have the best websites and sort of actively encourage you to kind of go to a, a sort of exploring on say the the Louvre website um, or the, um, uh, the the Reich one in, in Amsterdam so they'll review things like that they often have a little bit of a debate because one is very much modern art and one like traditional art so there there's a good bit of banter it is very entertaining and they're, and they're different points of view and they do this thing where they kind of review things. They have like, they consider the five best paintings of such and such or the five worst paintings. So a few weeks ago, they, they sort of, they see if they could identify the five best paintings that had the best depictions of children in them. And inevitably, they were kind of picking up these well-known artists. And then the week after, they had the five worst depictions of children <laughs> in art. So they're, they're not afraid to be kind of, you know, slightly controversial uh, in their choice. But I think... 
the reason I, I warm to this so much is it's so easy to listen to. It's so enjoyable, but it's so rich in artistic history and mm. the names in a very approachable way. They're not lofty and academic mm. and start spouting nonsense you wouldn't talk about. I find it it's so encouraging. And inevitably, as soon as they start talking about a painting, I'm instantly on my phone or iPad trying to see it. And of course, I engage with that painting so much more and then passively my knowledge of art history is actually getting better and better and better through enjoyment. So if you, um, if you have a, an enjoyment of, 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 of paintings and, and sort of the tradition of art, then I highly recommend Waldy and Bendy's Adventure in Art. It's a jolly good listen. So I come back with another printmaking podcast, which again is a bit specialist, but again, a shout out for being able to listen and really hone in on your technique and at the moment with all of us in lockdown and we're not going to shows and we're not going to exhibitions and we're not networking face to face as much having a, a podcast where you know the people who are on the podcast is is really really lovely and I listened to a podcast called The Unfinished Print and um, again it's a series of interviews and it's all about Japanese woodblock printing mokuhanga as it's called sometimes and it's a small world. So I kind of, if I don't know the people on the podcast, I know of them. And sometimes it's about technique. Sometimes it's about history. And sometimes it's, it's not artists who are interviewed. It's collectors or gallerists. And it's, it's a really interesting podcast. And that one, it's not so much that it makes me rush off and think about new things to do. It's affirming. Sometimes I hear them talking about a technique and I think, ah, oh, I do that. Or I've tried it that way or something like that. And as an artist, I think sometimes you can get a bit lonely and just hearing about your technique and ways people do your technique, having that connection where you can suddenly think, oh, yeah, I've done it that way, or that didn't work for me, but obviously does for them, is, is really great because it can be a lonely place in the studio, especially at the moment. So yeah, the unfinished print for me, it's kind of like having a mate there that I know and I can chat to. So I, I, I tune in on that one. I love the title of that, the unfinished print. There's always there's always something yeah, else to be done. Yeah, there's always more like to go. Well, I, I'm astonished <laughs> by the depth this, this podcast goes to, and it, it's a great podcast. Yeah, and it sounds like you might you must be a guest on their agenda soon. Oh as well, well I have to say, I have been interviewed. My episode isn't out ah, yet. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was going to keep quiet about that, but since you forced the information out of me, Peter, I can say that. Oh, so that'll be coming out soon. Yeah, that should be coming out soon. But I have to say, I know of one that you've you've put on your list um, where you have been a guest, and that's Creative Perspectives, isn't it? Yes. Now we both have a sort of slight bias to Creative Perspectives. It's a it's a great art podcast uh, by your friend and my friend Tom Shepherd, who we've had the pleasure of interviewing on our own podcast. So he did. He, he did a marvelous interview. I do urge everybody yeah. if you haven't listened yet, listen to Tom's interview. It's really fascinating. It gets a bit incestuous, all this podcasting, because you've <laughs> been on his slightly. podcast and he's <laughs> been on ours and it's all back and forth. So if if, if any of you don't know um, uh, Tom, not only is he a good friend of ours, he is a 
superb uh, painter of, of oils, acrylics, and, and certainly watercolours, and highly knowledgeable about the act of painting and, and teaching that. He's, he's, he's a great communicator of painting, as well as being a, a great artist. He releases a podcast monthly, his is once every month, and his usually takes the form of an interview. And every now and then he peppers in his sort of own thoughts on areas of um, art, much similar to our own, actually, sort of things like, you know, self-confidence and galleries and social media. So it's it's quite akin to what we're doing. Uh, but then he has very long interviews there, you know, sometimes a oh, good over an hour or more, mm. um, where he, he, he interviews sort of artists about kind of their journey. But what they're looking for, he really does go into the nitty gritty, not so much like we do about the sort of the behind the scenes business front of art. But he really goes into that, you know, what brush did that artist use and why that colour paint and what's the impulse to produce that type of work and so on, which as, you know, as a working artist, I find that uh, just as fascinating. There's some wonderful episodes where I've learned a lot, particularly to find out how other artists have, you know, channeled their career. Uh, there's um, a wonderful episode with um, Hash Akib, who's a great acrylic artist about the way he works and the way he works with um, uh, books uh, and, and writing and, and getting around the country, I find enormously inspiring. And then uh, the much older generation, uh, Peter Cocter, who is an artist of, you know, paints photorealistic work, so not my type of painting that I would produce, but has a wonderful relationship with galleries and has done it over a very long career. And it's wonderful to hear, in many ways, a very old-fashioned mm. kind of a, approach and relationship but something how it still very much uh, works for him. Uh, it's a very laid-back He's uh, He's a great uh, interviewer, actually, because it is... You know, having been interviewed by him and listening to his interviewing, his interviewing style is, it's very gentle, but he knows the right questions mm. to ask. He's, he's very skilled, I think. He's got, he's got a very soothing voice. Mm. It's something very easy to sort of sit back and, <laughs> yes, and relax. Tell him and everything. Let, let him wa- <laughs> yeah, wash over you and, you and your artistic subconscious. So it is, um, yeah, I think it's a podcast that you and I would both uh, recommend. And I always eagerly look forward to Absolutely. listening to that when that comes out every Certainly. month. So, Peter, before we wrap this up, tell me a guilty pleasure. Let's delve into what you listen to when you're when you're not being an intellectual artist. Well, I I listen. I like quite a lot of comedy things, so it's nice to sort of find some uh, things that are a little uplifting. But I do like um, there's a there's an interview podcast, and it's by uh, Jay Rayner, who's the food critic. I think mm. he writes for the Observer, and he's of course on the MasterChef programs. And it's his podcast is called Out to Lunch. It's a great podcast, and he interviews you know celebrities for want of a better word, um, and sort of finds out about their life. And what's remarkable about the way that he interviews is how open his interviewees are because of the nature that they are sitting down in a restaurant and sharing a meal. And there's something about them, you know, breaking bread with each other that he's able to get so much more out of his 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 subjects more than if they were sat on the couch of you know a, a television show or anything uh, and he can really kind of get in uh, in deep the, there's a wonderful episode he's done with Grayson Perry which you know of course is uh, an artist we all admire the, the ceramicist artist which is is fascinating to find out you know the way he goes about his work and why and the history uh, to to other art uh, other makers and comedians and it's amazing that i find the kind of the parallels between you know actors and musicians, directors, and how that relates to kind of artists. And the more I listen to them, that the similarity of mm. things like you know it takes a long time for a career to develop, and you have to work at it, and the, the opportunities and being in the right place, right time, and perseverance, which are things that you and I bang on about all the time about being a working artist. It's so nice to 
I find it reassuring hearing that from other industries, particularly the kind of the creative industries uh, as well. So I, I, I do like that. It is linked rough, loose, very loosely to uh, what I do, but at least it's not about art. It's about good food, and I'm a bit of a foodie as well, so it's nice to hear that. So um, what about you? Do you have a, a guilty... Pl- I bet yours is really guilty and dark, isn't it, your play? Well, it is a bit dark, actually. I have to sort of set the scene here for my, for my podcast. So my studio is right down at the end of our garden, quite a long way from the house, and it's surrounded by great big beech trees. So whenever there's any wind, you can kind of hear the trees cracking and and swaying. And sometimes you have squirrels that run on the roof. So you get little pitter patter of footsteps and stuff like that. So in the winter, when it's dark, and when I can hear the trees and things, I like to listen to classic ghost stories. And there is a great podcast called Classic Ghost Stories, read by Tony Walker. And Tony Walker's a writer, but he reads ghost stories by very famous British ghost stories, mostly. And I really love it because I know most of the ghost stories off by heart, frankly. But there's something really nice about having that slight shiver up the spine, listening to things like the yellow wallpaper or whistle and I'll come to you or he's just done the turn of the screw, things like that. And it just it it's nice because it's familiar enough stories that I can get on with work and, and sort of dip in and out and know what's going on. But it still has that slight dark side in that dark studio with the trees outside. No, I guess so. Does it not keep your does it not keep you on edge at all? Or are you a bit shaky and a bit jittery if there's a fan? <laughs> well, I quite if, like if it. If Mr. Actually. B suddenly come if Mr. B suddenly knocks on the door and, yeah. and well, does actually, that not I confess, just occasionally one of the cats has jumped on something and given me a bit of a fright. <laughs> but no, mostly I'm all right. And then there's the walk up the garden to the house in the dark when I finally finish. So that always adds a sort of certain amount of atmosphere to that trip up to the house at the end. I think I'm going to. I'm a bit too much of a wuss I think I'm going to give that that scary one a miss if you don't mind well before we go to the takeaway um, let's splash a little bit of colour into the podcast so Peter you're quite the golden boy this week I hear well, the last time we were getting our colour fix, I told you about a new delivery of oil paints that the lovely team at Michael Harding kindly sent me to play with. And in this treasure trove of delicious colours was a colour I'd never seen before. I was first taken with it as it had this mystical, expensive sounding name that whetted my appetite to find out what it was like when applied to the canvas. And that colour was quinacridone gold beautiful name and, and a gorgeous colour. It's a Series 4 colour and is made from nickel azo and quinacridone. It's an organic, transparent colour that has an excellent light fastness and high tint power. Now this happens to be one of Michael Harding's favourite colours, saying he thinks it's beautiful, perfect in every way, particularly for artists who like either glazing or just having a crazy time with colour, which I think is a great description for it. Now this colour, it's it's beautiful. It's a rich amber golden like yellow that has a transparent quality that's ideal for glazing or mixing to produce interesting gorgeous hues it really is beautifully rich giving off these sort of orange brown tones all the way through to brighter yellow golden undertones when glazed onto white which is what I used it for now I'm curious to find out how well it works for mixing skin tones but I bet it will be the perfect colour for those who love painting sunsets it really is a gorgeous glowing colour well that certainly sounds like a colour that it would be good to explore so if you'd like to try that colour or find out about the range of colours from Michael Harding and where you can buy his paints 
simply go to his website at michaelhardy.com. And now we've had our colour fix. Um, let's talk about what the takeaway is today and how people can find out more information about uh, these podcasts. So, Laura, go on then. You can finish us off today. What's the takeaway? So my takeaway this week would be to say... Keep things broad, engage with podcasts in your special area and general podcasts as well. And I think enjoy those guilty pleasures. We all need cheering up at the moment. And what we'll do, everyone, we'll make sure that the podcast that we've discussed today will be listed in our show notes um, on our website. So if you'd like to find out what those are and all the other notes, of course, from our previous episodes, please visit our website at www.askanartistpodcast.com. And remember, you are very welcome to subscribe to our podcast. By subscribing, you're helping us keep the podcast more available and then we can help a lot more of you all together. <laughs>